What's up, everyone? It's Saz from Aftershock, and as you can see, it's just me. That is because uh, Jacob's gone to college officially, so for the rest of the year, it's going to be just me. Maybe I'll bring on some special guests, and for the next couple of weeks and the uh, upcoming future, it's going to be a bit shorter episodes, probably just the mixtapes, uh, until we find a new format. We're working on stuff right now to make everything much better. Don't worry. It will be awesome. But let's just dive right into it. We had two games this previous week, one on a Wednesday and one on a Saturday. Both some seven-goal thrillers. Unfortunately, one was a win, one was a loss. Let's start with the loss. That was versus Real Salt Lake. Oh, God, I was at the game, so I didn't really get to watch on the TV, and I wasn't able to uh, review it. But I was in front of every goal because uh, I switched sides at halftime. And obviously, the man of the match, Eduardo Trofis, uh just absolutely sensational our offense looked very fun it looked like we were pressing we looked excited and I was away from the defense side and from what I could tell JT has been having great games it looked like our defense is kind of laying us down and it's kind of going back to the four back maybe we just haven't found the rhythm yet and it just it circles back to what we've been saying since the very first episode we have good moments and we have good pieces. It's just putting everything together to make a good run. We couldn't score goals to save our lives during the unbeaten streak. Maybe we'd have a 1-0 game, maybe a 2-1 game, right? Or a 2-2. But we couldn't really consistently get goals. Or if we did, we would also concede so it wouldn't matter. But if we did concede, we were only conceding one goal. We had great defense throughout the unbeaten streak, and that's what really helped us. We decided versus Real Salt Lake, and from that then on, we're going to start scoring some goals. But now, we are also conceding three, four goals a game, and JT's having very good saves per game. We should probably be conceding another three or four, so that's very frustrating. But as far as the Real Salt Lake, uh, God, Fierro, let's start with him. I thought the opening 30 minutes... He actually played well. I thought he was running down the line, creating chances, making really good runs, and just creating opportunities for us and putting in good balls. And then he got tired, and it was just too long he was holding up. And I think what really highlighted that the most was late in the game, he gets a through ball. He's on top of the six-yard box. And instead of just ripping a shot near post and hoping for a deflection, he crosses it in to traffic. And obviously, they clear it out because there were way more of them than there were us. Another person who did good for opening a couple minutes until they gassed out, Abikasis. I thought he's been great the last two games for, or sorry, not the Austin game, but the Real Salt game and the game before. I think he's really good early on. I think he just tires out. It was very poor from him in the Real Salt game where I saw multiple times he wasn't tracking back and just leaving that side open. I had to see Espinosa when he got subbed in, track back, or even Fierro when he was in there, attempt to track back. That's not okay when you're a wingback. And I get we play a very high press system and we go very forward, but you have to make it back. That's your first responsibility. And again, he was putting in good crosses to start, but then he got tired and it just wasn't helping. And once Espinosa came in, it was him versus the world. And then Marie came in. I was very disappointed with him. It just, I wasn't, at first you give it away because maybe he's a little cold, right? His first touches aren't going to be great. But then he just kept making poor passes, poor crosses, just wasn't connecting. I expect better from him, especially because we've seen it this season. We've seen a big improvement from the previous season. And this was a kind of a regression. Speaking of regression, Jackson Yule. It's, it's time to be dropped. It's time to be dropped. Trophies has shown he's coming into form. 
He's playing the best he has all season. He's our top goal scorer for a reason, but he's really in form now. Put him at the attacking mid role. We're learning how to feed him. Our biggest complaint of trophies, other than his fitness, <laughs> which he has now, is that he's good when he's on the ball, just it's few and far between. Not anymore. He's getting there. He's excited. He looks like he wants to take everyone on because he knows he can beat them. It's very exciting to watch. Can't say the same for Yule. He, it just, it's taking too long on the ball, not being in good spots. Poor, poor, poor delivery. And anytime Calzen just sends it long and it's not very good. That's another one who's kind of regressed. Cade Cal. Obviously, he hasn't got as many minutes, but these last two games, all he does is he runs down the line and then he'll try and cut it in. He doesn't play the early ball. He's not attacking players like he used to. He holds on for way too long. He's not utilizing his pace correctly. So he's not even when he before, if he was having a poor game, he at least had the pace to open up space or give us 15 years to work with. He's not even doing that now. He's just dribbling for no reason. It's not really helping us too much. It's it's frustrating. I think Cade Cal maybe keep giving him subs. I think he may be able to fix it, but Jackson Ewell's just, I know it may really shoot his confidence to send him to the bench. But I think it's what has to be done. I, I think Espinoza and if Chase Salinas is coming back, those two need to be the wingers. Trophies in the middle. And the man up top, Benji Kikanovic. Absolute game changer every single game he has played in so far. And obviously he scored in the last his last appearances before these two. Got an assist in the Austin game. Even when he's not touching the ball, it's at least different from Wando. He's at pace of the game. He's at strength of the game. He's, it feels more electric when he's in the game. It feels like we have chances, and it feels like someone's actually pressing. It feels like there's a presence up top. It, it sucks to say, but when Wando's up there, it's just we don't get that same electricity. We don't get – just someone's up there. It, it doesn't feel threatening, and he's not in form anymore. Wando has made a career off of tap-ins and just sneaking around. How many times now has he had a tap-in opportunity? It's just he's not getting there or – it's hitting the crossbar. It's just going wide. It's not the same sharpness we're used to. Kikanovich is our answer. And Jabo, when he's in, I think he's great too. I think him and Cade Cal link up very well. Obviously, he had the concussion, and that leads me into my next point. The referees. And as most of you know, Almeida got suspended for talking to the referees, and it's been kind of a hot take. A lot of people are feeling one way. The referees have been terrible, and they should be out at a lot of people are feeling the other way. You need to have some professionalism. How do I feel? I love it. I love it. That's a coach I want. I want the coach that's screaming, defending his players, representing. That's the Bay Area, baby. We're loud and we're proud. Fight for our players. I love it. And I'm someone who always like believes in, yes, the referees are very annoying, but you can't blame a referee on a game because that would have mean you didn't have any bad passes. You didn't mess up at any point. Yes, a referee can make a giant call that ruins the whole game, but we can't only rely on blaming the referee. We have to take responsibility as well. With that being said, it's very frustrating how MLS is treating us. And I know every team says it. Every team says it, of course. And referees aren't going to always get it right. They're trying their best. We don't always get it right with our passes or shots. But what's frustrating is that Almeida got reviewed and they constantly looked over his digressions, we can say. And they looked back at it, and they investigated it, and they suspended him and fined him. Why didn't Jabo get the same treatment? Maybe it was a red, maybe it wasn't. But they weren't even willing to review it. And 
a concussion on a player who has a history of concussions is something that's very serious. You're not protecting your players at that point, and it's disgusting. The Austin game as well. We had a goalkeeper charge our player and hit him over. That's not a red card. That's not a red. We had a player off. It wasn't really injured, but injured on the line. And we have one of their players pick us up and throw us off the field. That's all that he has to debate whether that's a yellow or not. He has to think about that. Now, sometimes you get it wrong. Sometimes you miss it. I get he wasn't going to see everything. The fact we're not reviewing these things and we're not having public conversations about this. That's what frustrates us that there's not equal treatment here. And from uh, Matias's point of view, referees get yelled at across the world. The U.S. is much more sensitive about it where you can't talk to a referee, otherwise you get yelled at. Go to Europe, go to some of these lower league games. Referees are getting screamed at. After the game, you have a nice little cup of tea, you talk about it, it's whatever. But they're getting screamed at. Now there's a point where it's unsportsmanlike and it's just rude. Give them the yellow, I understand. But when you're defending your players, that's absolutely fine. That's acceptable, and it's unacceptable from the referee to get in his feelings and give him a card. Now on to the Austin game. <laughs> the highlight of the game for me wasn't trophies or JC Markinowski. It was great to see Tommy Thompson back on the side. You know we're Tommy Thompson fans over here. Uh, I actually thought he did great, and I've been, I want to see him in the three-back system, and he didn't have as much defensive responsibility today, which I think helped him. But I saw creativity down the side. The only thing that was hindering him, actually, there were two things. One, he looks like he's still coming off an injury. He doesn't look as fast as he usually is. Going to happen. He'll be good in a couple games. He had Fierro creating with him. I saw multiple times him make a pass, and there was one time where they zoomed in on it. It was hilarious. He makes a pass. Fierro doesn't continue the run, and Tommy just goes. For those listening, I look shocked. <laughs> Fierro just isn't helping. Let that combination of Espinoza and Tommy Thompson go down the side. They're lighting up a side. And Espinoza being on the left side, it's just not helping us. We don't play the left side, apparently. We only like going down the right side. It's very frustrating, but it's just the truth. Get Espinoza on the right. Get Shea on the left. Because Shea will find a way to get the ball on the left. Espinoza only gets the ball when he's on the right side. I don't know why, but that's just how we play. Chofis with another two goals. Little lucky on his first one that kind of deflect, or sorry, the second one that kind of deflected because he had Kikanovic wide open and possibly an option on the right. But Kikanovic was wide open, gets a little bit of a deflection. Man's in form. You need a little luck sometimes, and he's got it right now. Perfectly fine. Buries the penalty as well. Man's in form. Kikanovic, great again. And I'm going to go back to it. Fiero, it was, it's just rough. It's just he's holding the ball too long. He's turning it over. He's not crossing correctly. It's, very frustrating. You have more options. Get them in. Our defense, the four-back's not working anymore. <laughs> I think we need to try the three-back again. And it's hard because maybe our center-backs don't have the legs for it or we just feel this system works better. I guess we got to win, and I guess we're scoring goals now, but we're also conceding like none other. And JT is looking the best he's looked all season. Something's got to change defensively. And I don't think it's our defensive midfielders. I think when it's Ramady and Judson out there, Perfect. They are doing great. They've established themselves. Yule needs to be dropped. I think that's what's missing. Also, great to have Marcus Lopez back on the side. The Peruvian international showing why he's one of the top international players for his country, if not the top. Looks solid down the side. 
does a great job of being in the attack, but also being responsible enough to get back and be a presence in defense without having to use all his pace to track back. I'm absolutely loving it. Here's the problem. We've lost too many games early in the season. And while that Real Salt Lake game is a game we can look at and be like, we played well, you can afford a loss here or there. Unfortunate. We can't afford it. The fact we almost blew it versus Austin, that shows you how tough of a ride it's going to be. We pretty much need to go undefeated for the rest of the season because a lot of the teams are playing, like LAFC next weekend. They're one of the teams that's fighting for the same spot we are. So when we beat them and they get no points, that's a big jump. Versus if we play a team like Seattle and we beat them, which we still have to, doesn't affect the table as much. These are critical games, must wins, not even ties anymore. Must wins. We can afford one or two ties, and that's going to have to be versus Seattle and maybe one other team that we play later. Otherwise, it has to be a win. Everything is too close. One other thing that's frustrating is when we get in that final third and the subs are kind of on, what are we what are we doing? We just we play it in the middle where it's the most crowded and we just kind of hope something works. Dare to take players on. Dare to take the curled shot from the angle. Chofi scored a banger versus Real Salt Lake for his first goal. I was absolutely losing my mind the way Chofis was playing. And that's how more players need to play. First goal, absolutely bends it. It's crazy. Second goal, we just concede. He responds immediately, taking him on, and then yak yak breaks ankles. Ends a man's career, finishes the goal. The third one, he goes for the Olympico. Would have had two games in a row of it if Jackson Ewell didn't save it off the line in the previous game. That's attacking players. That's willing to take risks. That's willing to take chances and not just looking for the boring goals. And that's what's going to get us goals. And that's what's going to help us win. We got to have fight. We got to have heart, which we showed. But also we saw from these games in the Austin FC game, that's the worst team in the league. We should not, it shouldn't have been three, one shouldn't be close. When they're down a man and it feels like they're actually up a man and we start defending, which I'd also like to point out only started happening once Tommy Thompson got subbed out. So maybe we need more Tommy Thompson. But in all seriousness, that's what we see with MLS. There's the top, top dogs at the New England Revolution this year. Seattle, sporting. They're probably going to win games. But as we've seen, we've tied those teams. We've beaten those teams. And then we also struggle versus the bomb teams. That's what's fun and very frustrating about MLS. Anything can happen. And we're going to need nothing less short than a miracle. Also something delivered much better than I just delivered that sentence. <laughs> but we have to win. There's no other opportunities. Any game can go any way. We can't think, oh, this is the easy team. This is the hard team. Every team's a hard team. We got to fight. We got to grind it out. That's the only way we have a chance of making playoffs. Not even guaranteed at this point anymore. A chance.